You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. Pro Football Focus uses our exclusive data on every play of every game to bring you the best fantasy stats and projections. Join PFF Edge for full access to our expert rankings, draft tools, matchup charts, and of course our award-winning content. Are you a high-stakes player? Join PFF Elite, which includes our premium stats database, green line game picks, and DFS optimizer powered by our fantasy projections. Join PFF Fantasy and prepare to win. Sign up now at ProFootballFocus.com. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, we are back. Uh, it is a short week after our 23-17 to loss to the Colts and the third week of the preseason, but we got a lot of good stuff for you. I wanted to spend some time breaking down the defense, talking about some roster moves, MVP of the defense, and what to look forward to in week four of the preseason. So lots and lots of stuff going on. And right off the bat, the most valuable player for the 49ers is none other in his very first game appearance, Richard Sherman. Holy freaking cow. He looked great. <laughs> first game back, you know, you think they're going to kind of like leave him in there just for a little bit and get him out real quick. Nope. He goes out there and plays 34 straight snaps and was just impeccable. You could tell that they did not want to throw it anywhere near him. We're going to see this a lot, but uh, he played great. 34 snaps. He only had one targeted pass his way, and it was a pass breakup. So uh, blanket coverage in and out. I mean, it was absolutely just great. Whenever you turn a position like your left cornerback, which is usually your strongest cornerback, because the quarterbacks usually play a right-handed, so it's a little bit more natural for them to open up to the offense's right side defense's left left side and so that's where you want to put your stud and holy cow going from jimmy ward and before that dante johnson to richard sherman 
Holy cow, this is going to be a fun year for the defense. So, uh, runner-ups for MVP, DJ Jones again. Holy cow, that guy's balling out this preseason. And Jeremy Tachu, like, holy cow, it, we are stepping up in areas of need. The corner position and the pass rush position have always been our biggest weaknesses. And both guys delivered. Now, a quick injury update really wasn't too bad. The only guy that had an issue was Jimmy Ward. He strained his quad. Hashtag surprised. This guy is just injured or bad. Uh, that, that's basically what it's been the last three years. And I, I don't know. I don't think that we can cut him. You know, we're on the hook for $8.5 million this year. But goodness, that guy is just, he's doing everything he can to not play. So it's what it is. So we'll, we'll keep going through our breakdowns, but I do want to let you know some exciting news. We are going to be holding a competition with FanDuel for the 49ers Rush podcast. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash 49Rush. Not 49ers Rush, but 49, the number, Rush. And this is crazy. It's, it's insane. I was pretty happy that we got this deal, but it's a $2 contest. For the first 100 people, the winner gets 50 bucks and a 49ers Rush t-shirt. And also on top of that, if there is more, if you deposit over $5 when you follow that link, you get another 20 bucks for free. So uh, you're talking 25 bucks. Uh, and this is going to be a weekly contest for us, which I'm pretty excited about. And the winner, I'm going to give a shout out on here. And I, I'm hoping it's going to be a way to kind of build the community a little bit more, and talk trash. Who doesn't like talking trash? So, fanduel.com slash 49rush. Head over there now. So, the defense came out and played pretty good. They played about six straight drives, and these are the results, okay? Three and out after a Tachu sack, then a punt after one first down. This is with the starters, keep in mind. A punt after one first down on the third drive. Now, a touchdown pass where Colbert just made the wrong read. Andrew Luck was abusing our safeties. Andrew Luck looks off QB or the the safeties as well as anybody in the NFL, and he totally was messing with their heads the whole time. Then it was the end of the half. They ran out of time at midfield, and then they got a punt on the sixth drive. So really just one successful uh, drive out of six was much better than we have seen the entire preseason. So lots to look forward to. Let's go through some of our players. We'll start with the defensive line. And, man, DeForest Buckner, he's just a guy that we just have to talk about all the time. He got 27 snaps and was just incredible as always. He got two hurries and just unreal play in and out. It's crazy how he lives in the backfield. He, he's not a guy that's ever going to be on the line of scrimmage, you know, a second or two as soon as the play develops. He is just, he's a force. His swim move, it, I didn't think it could get better, but you, you could tell his hands are more and more active than I've ever seen, which is saying a lot because that, that was kind of the strength of his game, and he is just looking great. He got a rough in the passer call, which, you know, it, it, it is what it is, but at least he's getting back there and hitting them. Solomon Thomas, he graded out as pro football focuses, number one player <laughs> and this bothers me he could have been exceptional but this kid cannot tackle I don't think he knows what his arms are used for <laughs> he, uh, he he had one of his best play of the game he got a great pass rush and he goes into he fights off the the blocker he goes into Andrew Luck and his arms are literally at his waist and he headbutts Luck in the chest and just falls off of him like, he never brought his arms up. 
It was just like, what the hell just happened? Now, the good thing about that play was all four of our defensive linemen in there, um, Atachu, Buckner, Solomon Thomas, and Cassius March, all hit Andrew Luck on that same play. So we got four hits on the quarterback, and he ended up getting the sack was uh, Tachu, but it was what it was was a defensive tackle, defensive end stunt, or a TE stunt, or a DE stunt, if I've heard it called as well, which means the tackle shoots first outside, and then the end loops afterwards inside, and he freed he got freed up. So great game by him, but again, that was whenever he was a defensive tackle, he made that play. He is so great on the inside. He is awful on the outside. He still rushes straight into the middle of the defender every time he's on the outside, and he, he doesn't have the initial burst off the line because there's so much more space between the tackle and the defensive end. And I just don't understand it. Like, he hits him right in the middle of the chest every time. He doesn't try to work a shoulder or half a man or an eighth of man or a fourth of man. He goes after the whole thing, and it's just not working for him. I, I really do wish that he got zero snaps on the outside, I just don't want to see him out there. It, it's it's putting him out of place, and it, we've already seen this for a full year. I don't understand what they are doing, but anyway, I, I digress. Let's move on to Eric Armstead came back in the lineup, and gosh, it's so easy to hate on this guy because he's always hurt him and Jimmy Ward, but when he's on the field, the difference between him and Jimmy Ward is when he's on the field, he looks good. Uh, he makes plays. He is a bull rush specialist whenever he gets mad and just goes straight through the blocker he knocks them back a good four to five yards always putting the the blocker right into the quarterback's uh face so he got 21 snaps two hurries on that so that's not too too bad and i'm pretty excited for him if he can stay healthy i mean this is the thing he is the starter i know we talked about how julian taylor was pushing for possibly starting that that conversation needs to die uh, Julian Taylor only got 12 snaps. He came in after Armstead, after Blair, and he was in and out. Now, Julian Taylor looks good, but he, he's a huge liability in the run game, whereas Armstead is not. Ar Armstead's going to be the starter. There's no doubt about that. But it, he just got to stay healthy. Um, so Julian Taylor, as I said, he's firmly a backup now. He got one hurry out of 12 snaps. That's not bad. But the problem is he's a liability in the run game. And what I mean by that is he does not maintain his gap. And if you go back to the very first game he played and the second game he played, th there were positive run grades against where he was at repeatedly. And the offense was targeting him. So the opposing team saw it on film too, and that was in the preseason. So if they're doing that in the preseason, then you know, man, everybody there are passing that film around. So we'll see. He, he does have a high ceiling. He is going to make the roster, but I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure what his role is going to be outside of an injury. We'll see. He's young. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with him. Cassius Marsh, man, not a big fan. As as he keeps playing, you can tell he is a one-trick pony guy. He is a high motor with a great first step, but that doesn't happen all that, all that often. And if he doesn't get that elite first step where he has an advantage against the offensive tackle, he disappears. Literally, you cannot see him on the other side of the tackle because if they get their hands on him, he's just gone. So I really hope he only plays third down. 
and nothing else. Uh, that's just where he needs to be. Atachu, as I said, Jer Jeremy Atachu, his best game by far. 28 snaps, four pressures, three hurries, and two solo run stops. That's the thing. The thing that he brings that Marsh doesn't is he is an all-around player. He is a guy that can play all three downs. Uh, he gets pressure, and he's excellent in the run game. He is twice as strong as anybody else that we have at that position. That's a bubble guy, right? Like uh, Solomon Thomas, I get it. Eric Armstead, I get it. But, man, I really do think I would have absolutely no problem with Je uh, Jeremy Atachu just starting all the games. Jeremiah, sorry about that. I, I want him out there, and I, I want to see what's going on. So Earl Mitchell and DJ Jones continue to be beast in the middle. We will be keeping both of these nose tackles. Um, but DJ Jones is pushing for more playing time. If we look at what it was last year, Earl Mitchell got about 75% of the work on first and second down, and Jones got about 20 with Sheldon Day mixed in there some. I think Jones, man, we, it could be a alternate series type of thing because DJ Jones is showing he has something that other people don't have. His insane upper body strength, it's one of the best. Like He is a guy that you could teach a clinic on D-line play on the stack and shed technique. And what that is... You fire off and you hit with your hands, and the defensive lineman locks out his arms completely. So he is separating himself from the offensive center or guard. And what he's able to do is he's able to look and see which gap he's in. He's a two-gap player where he can play his left gap or his right gap or his A gap or his B gap, however you want to term that. And he just throws them to the side. And he's athletic enough that he can use his hips to do that to generate even more space. And it's working on a consistent basis. So um, he is the third highest rated player. He got an 87.4 from Pro Football Focus. And again, 90 is elite. Um, anything over 80 is starter quality. So, I mean, the dude's he's balling out. So I really, really hope he gets some more playing time. PETA, he's just getting playing time in the end. But... He is getting lots of work on special teams. What and teams don't usually shake up their special teams rosters. So I really do think PETA, he, we hold on to him. He has improved greatly. Still very, very raw. He almost got a sack late in the game, but Jacoby Brissett spun out of it. Jacoby Brissett was having a heck of a game against us. Um, but anyway, so that's the D line. Let's jump over real quick to the linebackers and Ruben Foster. Reuben Foster looked great. He didn't have his best game, and he ended up leaving with a concussion. And his concussion wasn't even because of a huge hit. Uh, he fell backwards after making contact, and he took a thigh to the back of the head and then hit the ground. So it was very weird where basically the his head got hit about three times in a second and a half, and they were all were pretty big hits, and you could tell something was, was down right away. He obviously will not be playing tomorrow or Thursday whenever you're listening to this, but that I don't want to say it's okay. Concussions are always a big deal, but he has three and a half weeks off. So he has a suspension for the first two weeks plus this preseason week. So he's going to be probably be more than fine. He's done. He's looked great. Not too worried about it, but it, it's kind of what it is. So he did have a couple amazing plays as he always does, but we know who Ruben Foster is. He's not going anywhere. Now the other starter, and this was really cool to see, Fred Warner, our rookie third-round pick, comes in and gets 34 snaps at the mic position, which is so freaking awesome. He got to start, and he looked good. And this is where he's going to be starting week one and two. So I was very, very excited, and we will have 
Malcolm Smith or Brock Coyle at that wheel spot? My guess is Malcolm Smith if, if he is healthy, but that, that's a major concern with his hamstring. But Fred Warner looked great. Four tackles, three solo run stops, and it was pretty cool because, again, what's going to happen with Fred, with Fred Warner is he's going to be the starting Mike day one for the first two games. But when Reuben Foster gets off a of suspension – Reuben Foster is going to be the mic, and then he's going to bump to Will. Fred Warner is, and that is the that's what oh so excited about. And it was really really cool because they came in. We got to see what this looked like um, right after about the third series when Reuben Foster came in, and they got to play with each other, play next to each other, which was just legit. So he did miss a tackle, um, which was kind of a bad thing, but. There was a whole crowd there, and he only got three yards afterwards. Tart was the guy that was credited with cleaning that up. But, man, he played the playside gap for a tackle for loss. The second play of the game, he just came out and set the tone. This kid is going to be good. I, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, um, he's going to be special. He is going to be a game-in, game-out starter. I'm very, very excited. Malcolm Smith, as I said, he got to start as well, but he only played 10 snaps. They're they're just they're taking their time with him. He didn't do anything special. I, uh, it's it's what it is. Now, in a surprise move, as I talked about earlier in the week, we traded away longtime 49er Eli Harold uh, for basically peanuts, but that's that's okay. We traded him away, and Mark Nazoka, Nizoka, uh, he's got an awesome name is going to be our starting Sam, the kid from Germany, which is just awesome. And he is a fun guy. He is he is incredibly explosive, just a spark athlete, crazy physical freak that is built and just he's jacked but super super fast. He came in on 11 snaps as the Sam backer got 3 tackles. Now again, we do run a traditionally 4-3 defense. But that is dictated upon by the offensive personnel. So if they come out, anything outside of 10 personnel, which is just one back, um, and the rest wide receivers or tight ends, he's not going to be in there. But if they have two backs, he's going to be in there. So a fullback, um, or even if there's a full uh, running back and a tight end or two tight ends, he's going to be out there. So he's going to be basically, when you see Earl Mitchell or DJ Jones, uh is going to be out there so that that's kind of what's going on and he played great so i'm excited i'm really excited about this guy and brock Coyle, uh i think he is finally where he should be and what i mean by that is he is a backup in the nfl he started for us last year because of injuries and just bad situations And, and there's nothing wrong with brock Coyle. he's just he has a low ceiling of talent he can't do everything that an NFL starter should be able to do. He's very, very slow. He's amazing in between the hashes. And he could play Mike or Will for us easily. And probably Sam as well. No problem. But he can't play outside of the hashes. He is always short. He takes bad pursuit angles on the outside. And he is always just a step or two too slow. And and that causes problems. Brissett made him look bad several times in a row. But hopefully for us, we keep Coyle on special teams. And he's a great backup that knows the entire defense. He can call it all. Won't be an issue. And so so that's kind of where he is. Now, before I get to the secondary, I want to talk about our sponsor today, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. These guys are great. We've been talking about them for about a month now, and I I freaking love them. My birthday's here in two weeks, and I have sent my wife uh, lots of different options. I want this. I want that. They have everything. Signed 49ers gear out the wazoo. 
Um, it, it's great. Jerseys, and they got old stuff, man. Uh, Frank Dean, who's a guy that I used to love. Uh, they got a lot of his stuff on there. They got Joe Montana. They got Jerry Rice. Helmets, jerseys, cards, magazines, posters. So if you have a birthday or you Christmas shopping, any of that stuff, or you just want something for yourself, you deserve it. You're a Niners fan. Head over to gamedaysportsandmemorabilia.com and see what they got. And remember, everything is fully guaranteed and fully authenticated, so you don't have to worry about any funny business. So head over there. Now, back to the secondary. I talked a little bit about Sherman before, how he got the start, and he played great. He, he, he wasn't targeted much at all. And I think this is what we're going to see, um, which means if Sherman's not getting the targets, they're going to be going after Akilo Witherspoon like crazy. And he that's exactly what happened. He had six targets for three catches um, and 48 yards. So he was able, and he had great coverage repeatedly. And there was one play where he was on T.Y. Hilton, and T.Y. ran a slant route, which he's about as good at, at that as anybody in the NFL because his speed and he's just super quick. And what Aquila was able to do is he slingshot himself around off of his pivot foot and used his length to undercut him and knock the ball away. I mean, it was it was unreal. And because of that play, he forced a punt. Aquilo is going to be peppered with targets. Um, it's just what it's going to be. And the major question mark with him has always been, how is he in run support? Well, he keeps answering that question. He came up as an outside force player on an outside read, and he came up with authority and forced the tackle for loss. He didn't get credit for it, but, I mean, he laid out and he attacked it like crazy. So, if nothing else, Richard Sherman's presence and teaching this kid how to properly play a physical corner in the cover three defense, it, it's been just absolutely awesome. He did get called for a pass interference penalty on a comeback route. Uh, it was very, very obvious, but he's playing physical. So, I this guy... Our team, our defense might go as far as Aquilo will take us because I'm telling you right now, he's going to have plenty of opportunities. Uh, people aren't going to throw at Sherman if he looks the way that he's been looking. So keep that in mind. Kwan Williams is back, and holy cow, gosh, I love that guy. If I like DJ Reed, our rookie from Kansas State, but Kwan Williams is a starter in the NFL, and he made an amazing nickel blitz play where he read it perfectly and disguised his coverage. Blitzed through untouched and got a great tackle for loss against the run game. Um, he just looked good and ready to hit. He is the energizer bunny. And one of the guys that brings probably more energy to this defense than anybody else. So, man, I, I'm, I'm getting kind of excited. If we can get our safeties to kind of match play with our corners, then, man, who knows? So let's jump over to, oh, real quick, I do want to talk about Tavares more. I, I, I have him as a tweener because, again, he's a safety, but he plays corner for us. Uh, he got he got toasted, man. Back-to-back -back plays, um, he looked really, really bad. So burned deep on a fade route, uh, got tackled right before the touchdown, and then the very next drive, very first play, gets burned on a deep route again. His speed isn't the issue. I mean, that's a back-to-back 4-3-2s at his pro day. The kid's super quick and long. The problem is his hip transition and our scheme as a corner. It's foreign to him, and it looks foreign to him. Again, he played that kind of free safety role for Southern Miss, and he was great at attacking in front of him. So he's great sideline to sideline, but that opening up your hip 
in a direct 180 turn where you're backpedaling or shuffling and you turn and run full speed, he's just he's slow there. So he, he's got a – I just don't see a way that this kid plays or makes it into our rotation outside of multiple injuries this year. He is a high-ceiling player that is very raw, and we got a lot of work to do. So uh, just keep that in mind. Now let's move on to the safeties real quick. DJ Reed. Really like this kid. He got 40 snaps, and he was playing kind of the slot cornerback role, which I think is where they're going to keep him as that backup nickel. And he, he played all right. He didn't do too bad. He didn't do great. He wasn't really targeted a lot. But what I think we're going to do that special is we're going to move Tyvis Powell, our gigantic freak corner that's been a backup special teams player for us. We're moving him to strong safety. He was playing behind Tart in that strong safety role, and he looked pretty pretty good he showed up on film in a positive way he's great in the run game just because the kid's huge it's just weird seeing him in there because he, he just looks bigger than everybody else in that secondary and we got some big guys out there so um we released chancellor james which uh, i'm not happy that we released a guy but he was awful he was an undrafted free agent that got hurt last year we kept him on ir and we were hoping that he would make a splash that kid is just not ready. So he is gone, which is a bummer, but it seems like Tyvis Powell might find his way on the roster through Chancellor James playing bad, through Jimmy Ward being hurt, through the undrafted free agent this year, Terrell Williams getting hurt and released, and to Marcel Harris, our draft pick this year, not going to be ready. I think Tyvis Powell is going to find a spot on this roster. I really do. Colbert didn't have a great game. Um, he was owned by Andrew Luck, as I talked about. He just could not get his reads in. Gave up a touchdown to the tight end where he read the quarterback routes wrong. He got looked at, and he just got late showing up. And so, I, I don't know. It's it's almost like Colbert is maybe overthinking it instead of reacting. But he doesn't seem to be showing up as much as he was last season. So, hopefully that will change. And Tart, eh. Man, Tart's looking bad, guys. This is a major concern. Tart does not look like a starter whatsoever. Uh, he got 34 snaps and graded negatively uh, on almost every single facet of the game. Um, yeah, he, he was the 20th ranked player, according to Pro Football Focus, on our defense. I, I don't know what to do. He's looking good when he's in the box. But the further he gets away from the line of scrimmage, the worse he looks. But we've seen him play well. We've seen splashes. He just is not consistent. So so these are just some things that we need to look out now. We've got a game uh, Thursday, our last game, and this is going to be – this is bubble time. This is, man, who's going to make this final roster cuts and all that stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if we trade a couple more guys. One thing that I love this front office is doing is we are moving guys that we don't think are going to make the roster. We're shipping them out. Because if we can't find a way for you to make this team, let's at least get something back. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple more transactions. So stay strong, faithful. Can't wait to talk to you guys real real quickly here in a day or two. I'll have another episode up for you. And also, again, just to remind you, head over to fanduel.com slash 49rush. The number 49rush, sign up. Let's see if you can beat me and everybody else and make some money and win a t-shirt. So why not? So stay strong, faithful, and we will talk to you soon.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.